What's going on, my DMC people? Another week, another episode. This week, we have a special guest, so you got to stay tuned to find out. Let's do it. We doing what, 90s? Yeah. Hey. Uh-huh. Hey. You, you always got episode. from that body roll. <laughs> Kel body always roll. got it. <laughs> body roll. <laughs> 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 I love this yes. song. It's so relaxing. Yes. It's just a cool chill. Uh, Frank Ocean and uh, uh, Frank Ocean, Migos, Migos and uh, Calvin Harris. Nice. nice. Yeah. Well, it's a n- nice vibe to set up this nice, you know, nice show right. that we're about to have. Yeah, yeah. Because we do have one of our first special guests ever on the DMC, so you know, clap it up for them one time there, you know. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh, oh stop it, stop it. VIPs <laughs> in the building. VIPs in the building. Yes, guys, it is another episode of DMC Dating, Mating, and Communicating. Of course, I am your host, Jimmy V. You can be found at Twitter and Instagram at Big Your Own Dad. We do have our first special guest here, Crystalline Karazine. She is the author of Swirling, How to Date, Mate, and Relate, Mixing Race, Culture, and Creed. So one one time on our right, another round of applause. Yeah, (laughs) And let everybody know where they can find you on social media, your sites, everything of that sort. It's really simple. I was lucky on Instagram and Twitter. Um, It's my name, Crystalline. Okay. R-I-S-T-E-L-Y-N. Hit me up on my blog, beyondblackwhite.com. It's beyond black and white, but beyond black and white was a porn site when I was trying to get the URL. <laughs> okay, do and I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on YouTube, beyond black and white. All right, perfect. But of course, I'm not here solo. I got the baddest post in the land. I got the crew here. Introduce yourselves, the queen herself. Hey, everyone. This is Constance Sun. You can always find me on Instagram or Twitter, Constance Sun. Yo, Uh-oh. it's your man, Chaos Jones, <laughs> in the building. And if you didn't hear what he just said, you are now entering the swirl zone. Yes. That's right. You can find me on Twitter, Chaos J. You can also find me on Instagram, Chaos underscore Oceans 31. Why? Because your boy's so wavy. So wavy. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I know this time is going to fly by. So, I know. Um, can we get a cover of Bookshot up there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Of of Swirling here, which can be found online at your yes. site, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, be, you can actually find it on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, where books are sold. I remember going into a Barnes & Noble and seeing it on the shelves, and I was like, that's me. It's like, wow, right? Yeah. right? Did you take a picture? Cool. I did. I yeah, didn't know that's, I did. I was that's, like, that's me. That's, that's a me. moment right there. I know. People were walking by. I was like, this is me. Like, I wrote this. I wrote this. Right. So it's 2012, but before that, it's Simon & Schuster picked this up because you have become something of a force in the swirling, in the modern-day swirling movement, I would say. Yeah. Well, can we first break down exactly what swirling yes. is? Yeah, because not everybody's up all day. Right. Yeah. I mean, I am. I watch Wendy out. Williams. That's the first time <laughs> I actually Wendy heard it referred to. I'm sorry. You don't read Bossip? I'm up on Bossip now, but okay. I wasn't back in the day. Okay. So. Right. Okay, so swirling is just a cute and delicious way to describe interracial dating. Okay. And swirling is just all of this amalgamation of flavors. So you've got, you know, vanilla and chocolate, but you also have strawberry and banana. I mean, swirling, I mean, a lot of times people think, 
oh, do you just mean black women with like non-black men? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's just, you know, all of it, all of it, you know, um, just a, an amalgamation of, you know, romantic delicious. Get them bars because she yes. said amalgamation right. not once but twice <laughs> ladies and gentlemen dictionary.com look it up. And in your book you say you well you say a lot it's a really good book it's very well written one of the lines that pops out is I think it might be in the intro Prince Charming comes in all colors mm. it's time to expand your horizons and simply find a good man. Yeah. What yes. prompted beyond black and white what prompted swirling what prompted you to, to really kind of be someone who's outspoken and, and, and on this topic? Well, the short answer is I married a white guy and all my black girlfriends were like, how do you do that? I thought they didn't marry black women. And like this was back, we met in 1999. We got married in 2002. And even in 2002, black women just weren't really feeling it yet. I can definitely understand. I mean, now with my generation it's starting to be the norm but right, like i can only right, right. imagine right after waiting to exhale drops you done got you know <laughs> you done got married i can only imagine the like, comments mm, that you got like man wasn't good enough for <laughs> me <laughs> but see but yeah and, and and can i just interrupt real yeah, quick yeah. so i agree like i feel like it's 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 definitely picked up a lot more uh trend wise yeah. where i felt like you know black guys were dating white girls Early on, and and granted, it wasn't always it wasn't as accepted as it is now, Mm -hmm. but I felt like it definitely was a a trend that picked up a lot quicker Mm -hmm. and a lot earlier than it was, you know, because it was it was still a rarity for me, and I'd go out and I'd be like, oh. Oh, okay, but then it kind of gave me like a like a approval, like oh, well, she doing so, I'm good. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, black women are the least likely to marry and date interracially. Um, that, so, is that based on facts? Is that like yes. is it statistically? Yes, it's statistically, okay. but I have to. I'm going to claim some credit because when I wrote this book back in 2012, nine percent of black women were married to non-black men. Now, and that was pretty steady for the 20 years they were keeping track. Mm. Um, as of 2016, it's now 12%. That's a huge wow, jump. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. What a jump. From, so I'm like, <laughs> there you go. Brush your shoulders off. And it's, it's funny. You've noticed that something that you mentioned is that single women, women that are not marrying, there's a differential among racial groups, ethnic Yes, groups yes, in there are. Black women are the most single and mm-hmm. my goal was to really like tackle this because a lot of black women feel like I gotta like hold it down. I gotta Ooh, I gotta like, I am just Do you know what that means? Right. I'm independent, I can hold it down myself. Right. And then it was just all about, oh no, I got to have me a chocolate man and I can't you know, and if I if I if I get with it's almost like a betrayal. They felt like especially if the guy was white, felt like it was a betrayal and a lot of times like you were selling to, out yeah and a lot of times we did get a lot of it we still get a lot of flack a lot of, it's like how are you gonna be with you know that that pale whatever you know why are you gonna be with the, your slave master they call us bed wenches I mean oh wow the, the names wow. are just unbelievable yeah. you, you know what in the new TV series just dropped on Netflix called Dear White People it's about a uh, a student on college campus who is very vocal about Black Lives Matter. She's everything black. 
until her friends find out that she's messing around with a white dude, everybody starts to look at her differently. Right. So right. it's again, almost like it invalidates everything right. else that you yeah, stand for. It's like, and right. I disagree with that right. too. And I've had yeah. I've had to deal with that myself because right. I, I I consider myself very pro black, but I also don't feel like because I'm pro black doesn't mean that I have to be anti anybody else. Exactly. Course, and especially yeah. when it comes right. to love. And not only that, but my dad always told me coming up, he said I don't care because I remember at one point it was, you know, don't bring her home unless she can't, you know, if she can't use your comb. But my dad always told me, I don't care (laughs) what they said in the 90s. Right? Like, I don't care. You don't share your comb with anybody. He He said, I don't care who you date and who you love as long as you don't do it exclusively. So, you know, don't just exclude yourself to only one race, only one type of person. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And that kind of let me know that it was okay to explore different things. So I always would say, you know, I like what like me. Because sometimes I might be, you know, this particular black woman's cup of tea, but sometimes I might not. I might be digging her and she might be like, mm, I'm cool, Kels. I'm straight. Right. You go so with the love is. You go with exactly. Yeah. And here's the thing. Very profound statement, but just because you're dating interracially or married interracially doesn't mean you're not black anymore. Thank you. Thank you. My black card is still valid. Thank you. You actually offer an amazing um, counter to this concept. And you right. talk about, you, you basically were saying something like, if you love one child, do you not love the other? Do you love exactly. the other child less? Loving mm. something doesn't take away from something else. Exactly. But you put it much more Right. Um, I mean, because you think that maybe in your heart you can only, you know, love it this much. It, the way... It's a gift, I think, from from God or from, you know, a higher power that we have this endless capacity to love and love in different ways and to adjust and adapt. And for me, it's all about you go where you are celebrated. That's Mm. what I've always said. And I've never I've, I've always said, listen, it's hard in them dating streets. It is and you really, if you're if you're excluding people, then, then you're missing out. You're missing out, and yeah. then the numbers are just not there. So, in order for the numbers for you to have the most likely success, you just gotta, you know, put yourself out there. Don't you know keep anybody out of consideration. Mm, okay, so how long have you been married to your? Since 15 years. 15 years. All right. So since I am a fan of Charlemagne the God and he's known to speak his mind, I got to ask a few questions here. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, What's the big difference you have seen with being with your with your husband who is white than dating every other race? Like, is there anything that's distinctively like this is different here? You know, um, it's a different kind of a culture you know like we have america i mean we it's american culture but it's a little bit different when i went to visit him in um and his parents in westport connecticut this which is about is, to get good okay yeah, whitey whiteville i talk mm-hmm. about this in the book when he first flew me out there to meet them it was the most awkward experience i ever had literally i was like i went into his childhood room and cried because I was it was so awkward I could tell that they felt awkward what'd you see it they weren't they weren't unkind they were just they had never they don't even have black friends and so it was just like 
I was an alien. Yes, Not only right, that, but right. it was like the That's only black people they probably were familiar with were on TV. Well, That's, yeah. even worse, my father-in-law is a judge. Mm-hmm. So he saw some not nice black. And so he had these impressions, and I had to make a choice because my husband was a really good guy, one of the best guys I'd ever dated. We had done so many fun things together, experiences that I'd never done, like going to the Philharmonic, box seats, you know, and he would make dinner and like in a picnic like i was like you you do picnics this is ladies <laughs> did you hear that get yourself a white dude okay you're doing the picnics over okay. here you <laughs> and then, then on the flip side of that <laughs> fellas i need y'all step your game up step there's your game no up, brothers thing, okay there's no such thing as anything too corny when you're doing it in the name of love and you're trying to you know, oh, yeah, win, yeah. You know woo nice you tie woman. up there okay exactly. Bam, see so what i did right there yeah. and, and and the thing was when i was crying in that room I was at a crossroads, and I was like, do I go on with this, right. or do I just, this is just too hard. Now, this is before the wedding, right? This was before the wedding. This is when he introduced me to his parents for the first time. We'd already been dating a year, mm. and I was just like, look, you need to, you know, I was just like, don't you put me in the closet. You <laughs> need to, I need to, because I was like, I don't, I'm in love with you. I, I, I enjoy this relationship. I don't want to go this far with you, and then... Your parents say, you know what, you out of the will if, right. you know, you marry her. I wanted to know, you yeah. know, like how it was going to be. But when I was in the in that room, I decided the person that created this wonderful man, the people who created this wonderful man can't be bad. Yeah. I'm going to give them a chance. Give them a chance, yeah, exactly. And a lot of people, not to cut you off, they stop right there because, you they know, do. all mm-hmm. of their preconceived notions they're saying you know what it's true let me not go down this road and see actually was actually true yeah and that's that's and and honestly for some people it may just be too hard i'm not going to judge them i'm just going to say you the decision is going to be an individual one but you know because they weren't nasty to me it wasn't like he was just like oh so you're the n-word that he's been seeing and Mm -hmm. you know i mean he wasn't doing they weren't doing that and so I had to make the choice. I said, I'm going to be patient with them. Nice. And now they're like my mom and dad, like literally my mother. I mean, I call them mom, I, you know, and dad. And they've been supportive and wonderful. It took them a while to come around. Um, but you got to, you know, be patient. Mm. You know, if you think it's worth it, be patient. As long as you I don't feel like you're being disrespected mm-hmm. or feeling like you're less than. Do you think it took them a while uh, because you were black? Oh, yeah. They were expecting, you know, Chris to be blonde with blue eyes, mm. you know, on the cheerleading squad. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard your name before, too. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, they said, Chris, yes. I love that name. And, I mean, Chris is coming. She sounds cool. like such a nice woman. <laughs> Chris, <Exactly. laughs> um, And the thing was, I'm going to tell you, this. you think that that story was bad. So before we flew, before he flew me out there, they were at a family vacation. Mm. I didn't go because I was, we were still dating. But I gave him my picture. It was a Polaroid. This is how long ago it was. Polaroid of me. I said, "You better tell them," because he never told them. He's like, "I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "You know, Patrick." Show him. So they were at dinner. He said, "Oh, you know, 
you guys have been wondering, you know, what Chris looks like. And he just passed the picture around. Didn't say anything. Just passed the picture around. And they were like, uh, Mike, you could have been a little bit more specific. Sounds like a scene out of a Tyler Perry movie right now. I'm not going to lie. I was just like, you know, I think he had ne- they never had specifically said, don't date outside of your race they, they just kind of never, assumed and expected assumed yeah. that right. I, that all of their children were just gonna kind of do you know just what they did you know follow the the well-beaten path right. you know mm-hmm. and now you talk about the numbers for women mm-hmm. and you talk about specifically numbers for black women yes. that it's a really good it's like your rational self-interest it's a good strategy to kind of be very open absolutely what do you think you know what do you think is a good advice to give to anybody who's like never really thought of dating outside of their race or, or ethnic ancestry and you know they just think oh a Hispanic man you know my dad's a Hispanic man I'm going to marry a Hispanic man right. and they don't even really think of it or if they do they go ah just it's just not even there how do how do you kind of open your mind on that well the thing is is that you have to i think that you sh- should pursue what interests you and right. what you find attractive. I'm not saying that, you know, you should, if you don't find, you know, a particular culture or race attractive, you know, I'm not going to twist your arm, mm-hmm. but then you might want to explore why do I feel that way and what are the things that I've been taught that are keeping these barriers up for me not That's to... Such, th- th- yes, those are such good questions to ask yourself. Absolutely. Just because I felt the need to share, which I shared with you guys in my last relationship, she was of Mexican descent, and we were together. Her friends, when she told them that she was dating a black guy, she got all this flack. Really? Why? What? She, uh, 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 she got all these rude uh, messages and then all this stuff. I wanted her to ask, "Why do you guys feel that way?" Instead right. of asking, she just accepted it and told me and just kind of pushed it on the side right you know but we need a understanding as especially in 2017 why is this still looked upon like that right exactly and it's always a good idea just in general to assess why i think this way and then also be cognizant of when people of other cultures are actually interested in you. Like, mm-hmm. w- black folks, you know. We, we if know. If you're interested, like, if you're interested, you're mad. You know, mm-hmm. it's I'm very gonna be a I'm going to be like, what's up, what's exactly. up? Right, yeah. But, you know, a white dude will just be like, oh, I like your, <laughs> I like your shirt. That's a nice right. shirt you have. And, you, and black women will just think, oh, he's just being nice. He's being nice, and it's like no, like unless he's old or or a child or asking for directions. If a guy talks to you and compliments you, he's interested. He's interested. interested. Wow. And 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 I think that low key, I think that applies for any race. Yes. But a lot of, but like you said, there are there are definitely cultural differences right. with how um how we approach each other. Um, you know whether it's black, white, Mexican, whatever, and and how we show interest a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And no, I can I can agree a hundred percent because there's plenty of times where I've been flirted with and I completely missed it <laughs> right over my head, and right. someone else had to call it out like, "Yo, like Kel, she was it. feeling you." Right. I'm like, nah, nah. nah. Right. she's being nice. You know, but what? at the same time, there's a lot of times where I've like you know before I got in a relationship where I would express I would show that I was interested in they completely missed it. Right. Like, because you were subtle. I've never had, I've never had that problem with sisters. 
No, because they know. Yeah. No, they know. Like, oh, it's okay. Oh, because but like, but like, things. white women, Asian, Mexican, like, they didn't always pick it up right away. They'd right. be like, oh no, he's just being nice. Like, no, chick, like, I'm trying to let you know I'm feeling you. Right. But so my girl, she hit me up. You know, like, you know how we met. Like, she just hit me up. Like, oh hey, what's right? You want to go dance? Like, oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> do, do you speak on these cultural cues in your book? Yes, I do because. Black women, I love you. You are my sisters, but y'all miss it. You guys are so lazy when it comes to knowing whether a guy is interesting because we've been spoiled. Like you guys do not make it a secret. Like if you're interested, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. But there's a lot of times, especially Asian men, mm. they. I mean, it'll take forever. I mean, I thought that they didn't weren't interested. It wasn't until I did this book that I was like, "You mean Asian dudes like black women?" I had no idea. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know, and it was just like, "Did you know that it's considered rude to look, you know, you in the eye if you're an Asian person? It's considered disrespectful." Hmm. So they don't. They're not going to be staring you down. Or, hey, because that's in their culture. That's you know, not something that's, that you do. And also, they tend to, um, they don't just go up and ask girls out. It's usually in a group of friends. It'll take some months and months, mm-hmm. and then finally they make, you know, work up to it. But these are all things that we talk about, these, these subtle cues. Hispanic men are like black men. Italian men are like black women. They, they, don't, they don't make it a secret if they're yeah. interested in you, but there are just some subtleties that, you know, as women, particularly as black women, because I said, we've been spoiled by you guys. We know when you're interested, but we totally miss it. We totally miss it. We'll walk past five non-black men who are checking for us. We won't even notice. And then the black dude will be like, hey, shorty. Oh, yeah, okay. So one guy liked me. No. No, everyone did. Okay. So then what's to educate our audience out there what's a few ways to open up your eyes to these uh, social right. cues? strategies well you know what the first thing is and this is what i love about um you constance and your book is that you whenever you go out be ready like whenever you and i and i liked you know i, I listened to a couple of your shows and um you guys were on like the, the second episode you guys were talking about basic hygiene but it's just don't go out you know in sweats and a shirt you never know who's gonna be you know it could be that i'm guy guilty of that you. i ain't gonna lie i i'm going <laughs> everywhere with sweatpants they be like jimmy what, what are you doing i don't care but you just but, but the it opportunity is, it is true though mm-hmm. yeah and so you have to first just open your eyes. It could be the guy who's, you know, at the supermarket behind the meat counter who's like, oh, hey, you know, let me give you some extra slices of blah, blah, blah. Okay, you might be asking, so why is he saying, you know, he didn't, ask, you know, tell, you know, give them extra slices of bologna. Why is he giving well, me I mean, extra? Yeah. He likes you, That's you know, right. flirt a little bit. And, and also be comfortable talking to everybody yes mm, that's and so allow true. yourself no to give off an approachable di- disposition oh, right. yes. there's so many times mm-hmm. uh where i i've seen women and i'm like man like she's attractive but she does not look approachable right she's yeah. got like resting bitch face or that's whatever. right me and, me mugging the whole party <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and i've learned be there. and uh, and fellas again take notes i remember reading this where it was an article that said women hate when men say you should smile you know, you need to smile. Oh, yeah. But, again, that's something that, granted, I understand where why women would, you know, be irritated when guys say that. Yeah. But that's another way that a man is trying to let you know, like, I find you attractive. I'm interested in you. But you look like you're mad. Right. And and that's the, th- and that's the thing that um, a lot of, of, especially with, 
you know, I, I hate that I keep trying to like pigeonhole black women, but a lot of times the the smiling thing is a body language. It's a an opener to say I'm open today. You don't just go around and be like, <laughs> <laughs> right. but just be pleasant and open and give an energy of openness and don't be afraid to talk to everybody with no end game. But just you know, you never know what you discover. Don't just go and then do stuff different. Don't just go to the club. Don't just go to the, the same, you know, six block radius that you always do. You need to go, right. yeah. go to Chinatown. Go to the, you know, salsa festival. I'm going to Toronto for the salsa festival. Go to festivals. Go to different cultural events and expose yourself to different things and talk to everybody. You know what? That's so funny. I was just reminiscing with one of my boys and we were just talking about back in the day how whenever there was a girl from another city or something that girl she seemed so much more interesting oh, than right, all the right. girls that we dealt with back home because we see them every day we go to the same six block mm-hmm. r- radius and you see them in the same scenarios right. in the same places mm-hmm. so then when you go out of town and meet them they could be a loser in their town, but we think, oh, right. oh, yeah. man, that, that's <laughs> like new stars. I guess also some brand right. new, that's fresh right. out the package. I just also, um, and now I said I just lost. Oh, the oh wait, the wait. Chat? Uh, oh, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Can, please, can we throw up the chat? But what I was going to say was, and then I know you, you know, some of you out there might be like, well, how do I find out about these things? It's easy. LivingSocial.com, Groupon, mm. Gold Star. Mm. If you just up. sign up for these things, meet up. If you just sign up and then just kind of just, you know, when you have free time, you are, you're going to be on your phone anyway, scroll through and see what they're offering right. because then that's when you'll start to see things like, oh, that could be interesting and it's on, it's next month. Boom, I don't have anything to do. Mm. And then that's how you start to find out about all these different events because nobody's going to just tell you, hey, there's this random taco and beer right. festival down the street <laughs> you know, happening downtown, you know, next month. So if you sign up for those those type um, accounts and stuff, that'll be, a, that, that'll be a source right there. And not only that, well, that will give you a lot of good, um, uh, a, a good, a lot of good things to work with when you're trying to plan these dates for all these new women and or men that <laughs> right. you're going to meet. Absolutely. Now you can you can wow them with the fact you're like, oh, I was thinking we'd go check this out. Oh, I've never done that before. I know you haven't. Boom, right. boom, and then, and then you're start welcome. doing things that you haven't done before, like you know, go wine tasting. Um, you know, train for um, um, you know, a half marathon. Or like learn learn a ballroom dance, or like do something where you challenge yourself, yes. and that you meet different types of people and travel too. If you can travel, it gives you a whole different mindset. And then you don't have to travel across the country, right? You know, hop on the train, hop on the bus. You know, just do something new that's out of your say comfort zone so you can that, get that you never, experience right you never know who you might run, run you into never, while you're on the bus or the yes, train yes and while you. you're open to anybody and talking to everybody with no end game then you never know what can happen yeah it might not even be that you meet someone that you want to date you might just meet a new friend Exactly, mm-hmm. and then right. and that new friend opens you up to new experiences and new things where you actually end up meeting exactly. that new person. Or that friend says, right. "Hey, you know, I got a brother," or "Hey, I got a sister." You know what I got all the time coming up? They say, "Jimmy, you are so good at talking with white 
people. And I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> they're people. Yeah, they're human just like you and me. Everybody normal. But what it is, especially with the people that I came up with, they've got this preconceived notion that, um, and, sh- and uh, uh, Charlemagne just spoke about this in his book, they think white people are the devil, you know, they've right. got that slave mentality, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, they're going to go back 400 years one day and every, we're just all going to be uh, chained up right. at this point, you know? It's funny because there's something about, I think, when you think in a collectivist way versus an individual yes. yes, way. Yes, that's big, yeah. And that's the thing. I think that when you think collectively, mm-hmm. that there's going to be a, already this kind of umbrella over anybody that you meet. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. That you, you put, you input, you impute, rather, all these characteristics that may or may not even exist upon right. somebody. You, like, you put these invisible barriers. You, you're the one getting in your own way. And isn't it uh, funny? Yeah. If you've ever worked retail, I always say retail is like the best job because you never judge a book by its cover. Right. Anybody no, done retail? You don't. Yes, I, have. I worked retail and I've done automotive car sales. And I remember, I'll never, I will never forget if I yeah. have time. Do I have time? Do I have yes, time? do okay. it. Okay, I'll never forget. <clears throat> there was, uh, we had, we had a, you know, it was like a slow day. And there's one guy came in, he's older, older, older gentleman. And, and the only thing I can think to reference him to give you an idea is if you've ever seen a picture in the history books of the black cowboys or black farmhands, mm. and that's what he looked like legit. Like he was dusty. <laughs> he, like his clothes were worn. He had on coveralls that were dirty. Um, but this guy came in. No one from my particular sales team had jumped up to help him. We were just like, ah, whatever. And, we, you know, we continued doing what we were doing. Turns out he had just won the lottery. And he bought not three, but four cars that day. (laughs) We got got our butts chewed up. Hence, again, like you said, never judge a book by its cover. Same with with retail. I've had people that I would not expect come and drop hundreds. Hundreds. Don't even... you can tell who they are because they don't look at the price tag. Uh, no, no, they just, no, no, no. They point, I'll take this. Right? I'll take and this. they don't look anything like what you right. think. And you're just like, yeah. and you just, and you know, you have a score because they're like twenty things in the fitting room, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, I'll take this, this, and that, and you just like, you know you gonna make your goal that day. You know you gonna make your goal. Yeah, but I think that's one of the biggest impediments, like psychologically, that the people have. Like if they they meet somebody and they impute all these characteristics on somebody. Absolutely. And that's I think that's like a big, big mental block. There. Yeah. You gotta you gotta free your mind. Remember Invo? Free, free your mind. Your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Miss Crystalline, uh one thing we always talk about on DMC of course is uh social dating online of course, you know. We we got the Instagrams, we got the Tenders, we got this online dating thing, you got know. Plenty of fish, smash uh, oh, man, There's so many harmony. reasons to stay inside now, right? Right. Uh, oh, right. With your book, you know, do you touch upon, even though you wrote this a, f- a few years back, is there any advice that you'll be able to give our uh, listeners out there as far as approaching online dating? Absolutely. I happen to be Uh-oh. the brand ambassador for interracialdatingcentral.com. Boom. Oh, okay, okay. What you working with? What you got on there? I might be clicking tonight. What you got? And, and it really is the leading place. And actually, on Facebook, it's Interracial Dating Central. It's facebook.com forward slash interracial dating central. And it's also interracialdatingcentral.com. But if you're open to dating, you know there is no... Is she going to be interested in me because oh, I'm like every? There is no. Everybody is a warm lead. Like if somebody's mm. not interested in you, it's not because you're black. 
Right. It's exactly. because well, you're because not there. That's not the excuse. Woman. Right. And so everybody is sort of at the, that level. They're all, you're there because you're open. And that's what I love about the site. I have seen so many people go on to that site and get married. Mm. I've done so many success stories. People who have met after six weeks and got married. Ooh. And so that would have never met otherwise. I met my husband online in a Yahoo chat room. So online, this was not even... Yahoo like, day, back Yahoo. in Yahoo. <laughs> like Yahoo. Y'all remember AIM? Yeah, I mean, it was... And, and I would have never met him otherwise. So for, for me... It's a great way if you are wanting to take those risks, but maybe a little afraid of rejection. If everybody starts at the same place, being open on interracial dating central places like that, then it kind of, you know, takes the fear out of it. Because you already know everybody's there for the same reason. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. Now, I want to ask you about Flack because you are very inspirational to me because you really, you do not hold back opinions. No. You talk about controversial things. You talk about all t- sorts of things on yes. Beyond Black and White. You do lifestyle stuff, too. Yes. You do a lot of stuff. And you've gotten, like, obviously, over the years, you've gotten, oh you've come really Death under fire. Threats. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, really? Just, yeah, just Hardcore, like, how dare you, just like, how, how, how dare you encourage black women to, to date their oppressors? Um, there it you goes know, again. You, you're you're going to burn. Basically, you're Satan, and you know you hate black men. And I'm like, how? Just because I, if I see something, I'm like, that's trifling. But it'll be both ways, y'all. If something is happening that's trifling, I will say something, mm. regardless think, of what color they are. Regardless of you know of what it is, but there's there used to be a time where you really couldn't talk about things that were critical of the black community without people like. On you. you know, when you start to speak as a individual, the crowd, you know, they'll start to say, you're a sellout. Right. You know? It's the whole co- collectivist, exactly. you know, mentality, like what you said. It's tribalism, constant. ultimately. And then it's like, you know, if I said, I mean, it started when I did No Wedding, No Womb. And it was, and that is, was an initiative where I got a hundred bloggers who, you know, are talking about the fatherless problem that was, at the time, it was like an 80% out of wedlock rate in the black community. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is not working for us. This is not, you know, uh, conducive to us thriving as a community. And maybe we want to look at this a little bit differently. People were like, how dare you? And, you know, this is, uh, uh, you want to be like white people and white (sighs) people, you know, have entire, it was just... But then I also had, you know, white feminists on Twitter calling me the C word and saying, how dare you? Maybe uh, this is the only thing that a black, a poor black woman has. Like the whole, like, low expectation, soft bigotry Hmm. of low expectations. I couldn't believe it. I was like, did you just say that maybe being a single mother is the only goal that a poor black woman and that I'm taking that away from her? Are you serious, lady? I mean, so Mm -mm. I have taken a lot of hits. But it's been worth it because I know for a fact that I've prevented young girls from going that route. I know from what I've done have has has um, encouraged people to get married. So it, it you know you gotta take the bad with the good. It's, and it's I'm gonna here come for no matter what. Yeah. Right, right. I'll be like, come, you know what? In my pink dress, yeah. I'll be like, you Bam. know, because you have. A if you don't have following. no haters, I, you're doing something wrong. If you if you Google black women interracial dating, you will find me. 
I, I, um, I kind of own that space. Yeah, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. It was a funny thing. I was on your podcast years ago when my book uh, Practical Glamour came out, and it was funny because it had been mentioned in Cosmo too that month, and I thought, oh wow, Cosmo, I've hit it big. I'm going to sell a bunch <laughs> of copies. My sales came from her. She said that Look she liked that. the book to her audience, and it went, Boom. and I got a lot of your people that um, emailed me your audience, and they said, oh, it was really funny. Well, we don't Cosmo. There you go. <laughs> we go, we go push them sales sw- swirling out right now. Get it. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's funny. King Boulevard, South Central LA. Shout out. Shout out. Thank you for joining us in the group chat, of course. Hey, now. I used to live there for about five minutes with some family. <laughs> about five minutes. About you five mentioned minutes. something interesting, and I was just curious where you think this came from. You guys mentioned a double standard before, and in your book, Swirling, you talk about how when you went to a family get-together, it was extended family, and there were lots of cousins there, and you had a picture of your new husband and your little baby, and um, it was passed around, and people were kind of like... They, <clears throat> yeah. Yep, the, yeah, yeah, a lot of your male cousins had Hispanic Well, it was the girlfriend. female. And just oh, okay. as I said, you know what? Uh, it was actually a, f- a funeral for my uncle, and everybody, you know, had a lot of family in from Texas, which is where, you know, our family comes from before we moved to California. And so I had just recently, I was so happy. I was showing them, like, my photo albums and everything. And um, they, a couple of the women were snickering. And when I, it bothered me, but I didn't say anything. But when I was doing research for the book, I um I called one of my cousins who was laughing. I said, you know, do you remember that time that you, you did that? What was going through your head? And she's like, oh, well, you know, it's just different, you, you know, and we just want to make sure that, you know, people are with somebody for the right reasons. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Wait a minute. I was, on the pro- right. I, was, I was on the property of, uh, you know, these women's with the with their sons and their nephews and i saw biracial kids all the grandkids or mostly biracial and all the you know wives and baby mamas were white and i was like wait a minute so you're fine with all of your biracial relatives as long as they come from the black male side but i can't I mean like it just it didn't make it sense. It doesn't make sense, yeah. No. But and it's like, well, why are you so worried about my welfare? You're not worried about theirs. theirs. Mm-hmm. Like and, oh, and to okay. me it was just it's just this thing like you, you know, they can do it but you can't. Yeah. Why is that? I mean, do you have any ideas cuz I a double standard? I, it's a double standard and it's okay. just it's just a patriarchy okay. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, this is they're entitled to do this and welcome, you know, welcome to America. And and um you're not and um, if a white man, and it goes back to slavery. I mean, let's just, you know, they, they have these notions that if a white man is interested in you, it's for nefarious reasons. And I was like, this man married me. This is a quarter of a carrot. Let I him had, know, girl. I yeah. three <laughs> of his babies. Like, I've been married for 15 years. Like, how much does he have to prove? I'm a stay-at-home mom. How much does he have to prove that he's not around for nefarious reasons? But it's just this mentality. And it's sometimes, you you know, it's like, when you took your Hispanic girlfriend, like, did you, like, to a family reunion? And you're just like, oh, my God, Uncle Larry. Just don't talk to (laughs) Uncle Larry. uh, You stay away from Uh, him right, right, and her. Right. She's cool. He's cool. But, you you know, steer clear of so-and-so. Yeah. It was, it's stressful. That's gotcha. a stressful thing that you don't have to deal with when you're both the same color. But you right. know what? 
you got to decide if it's worth it. To me, it's worth it. You know, it's so funny on the topic of culture and 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 the. Um, how much it drives maybe behavior. You can be of the same race, but be so radically different from yes. somebody of your own race. I mean, yes. one mm -hmm. of my first boyfriends in college, he was just like me. He was a, he was a suburban kind of middle class kid. He was black, and we didn't have any kind of. There was really no differential right. culturally. Do you know right. what I mean? We were and very. I would probably have more in common with him than I would with maybe someone from like the deep south who was from a very rural exactly. area. Yeah. So a lot of it is. Um, it's really interesting. You could. It's not just race. It's, right. it's culture. Too. And, and a lot of times. We force it. We're like, oh, you got to be with a black person, you know, any black person. And it's like, you know what? The, the, if the only thing we have in common is melanin, like how then we don't have a lot in common. Mm -hmm. right. And sometimes, and I talk about this in the book, sometimes you can have the most compatibility with someone who doesn't have your, share your melanin content. With my husband, we both like to cook. We like to do the same things. We had the same values in terms of how, you know, how we wanted to, you know, be married and have kids. And, and, and we had the same political type of view. We were very similar. Right. And I was like, ain't nobody going to tell me that I have to be with somebody you know who's black just because when I have so much in common yeah. with this right. person, and like so, if it's so, if it's if it's wrong, I don't want to be right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. You know, what? I didn't even need to write this book. I should have just said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one page in there. That's right. Right. I don't want to be right. Be right. Done. But, you know, we've uh, done a little um, episode here before where we talk about how to kind of assess what you really want romantically. Because sometimes we, what we say we want and what we actually go after, there's a big gap there, right? Mm. Absolutely. So one of these little exercises that we had, which was uh, just write down on a piece of paper your must-haves and your likes-to-haves, right? So, mm -hmm. and, you know, that can change from time to time, just so you're, you're clear on, like, what you really must have in a mate. Absolutely. And you talk about, in the book, you, you mentioned that when you think about things that you like and your values, those are not just confined to like one racial or ethnic group. Right. Those are universal traits. Right. And it right. Took so likewise, me your must-haves and likes-to-haves. It's not like that has to be a specific thing. Right. And a lot of times, our lists are very superficial, and you need to look at that list. Oh, he must be six feet tall. He has to be this shade. He has to have this kind of job. He has right. to have this. You know, these all these superficial things. Instead of saying, like, he must be loyal. He must, he must be, respect me. He must respect me. He needs to be smart. Like, for me, that is a non-negotiable. I don't care how fine you are. If you dumb, if you're <laughs> dumb, if, if, if I can't use three-syllable words with you, uh, or maybe four-syllable words, like amalgamate, and you like, what does that mean? Are you trying to be like, you know, you think you're smarter than me? You think you're better than me? I'm like, no, no, we can't. We right. can't do that. And so you, th those negotiables should be about the intrinsic characteristic. And the bottom line with all of this is choose character above color. And so yes. you're going to have to challenge that list. But in everything you do, choose the character above the color and you won't go wrong. You know what I like about you is you... You actually haven't only written a book about this uh, this swirling idea, but you're actually living it. You know, it's something you go through every single day. So right. it's not a research project or anything right. of that sort. There, it's actual life. And it's right. funny. Speaking of hot guys, just because the book's really funny too. Um, 
uh, okay, I'm quoting, women put up with hot guys who treat them like trash every day. It blows my mind at what a girl will do for a fine man who could sell pants to a snake. Right. (laughs) But there's a lot of just funny turns of phrases, and I love your three-date rule. The first date is about compatibility and attraction. Second date is the more of the same, and the third date lets you know if you really want a fourth or a fifth date. Right. Mm. And it's, it's really just not about wasting anybody's time. And you know what? I think that if you have certain goals, then you, if you know, for women, the goals may be different. They're like, I want to be in a relationship. For me, it was like, I was like, I want to be in a relationship with a boyfriend. And mm-hmm. so I had to know, like, okay, are we going down this way or not? And when, when women ask me, you know what? Um, you know, I have, you know, umpteen degrees. Um, I have, you know, I'm successful in all these things, but I don't, I haven't found a mate. And I said, well, because you were focused on all of these things and you were dedicated. You have to work on a relationship, work on finding a relationship like it's Just a like job. Just like working on yourself. Yeah, we speak you know, about this all the time, yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's not to say that you're going to, you know, uh, try to wrangle and arm wrestle somebody into, like, uh, we got to be in a relationship. You're going to be with me. Exactly. Oh, you gonna, you gonna, right, no. How you going to love me? Right. <laughs> but you're going to be like, okay, you're going you're gonna to know, you know, after the third date, are we going to be friends? Um, and I will wish you well, or are we going to move forward? And it's very efficient. I, there are women who I, who've been dating men for 10 years. And I, I, one woman wrote me, dated a guy for 10 years. He wouldn't even allow her to call him her boyfriend. Oh, see, that's terrible. Yeah. I know, it's not terrible. Wow. I know, it's funny because like, when you talk about these things, like about being practical, it's kind of like, I know it's not exciting, you know, because right. love is exciting and sex is exciting and attraction is exciting. But you know what really sucks is being heartbroken and depressed right. and having wasted 10 damn years of your life. Right. Mm, <laughs> exactly. And you're eating ice cream if at you 2 ain't got the right. title right. after a month, y'all need to talk. Right. 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 And you actually suggest to professional black women looking for professional black men to invest in a matchmaking service. Is yes, that one of your pieces absolutely. of advice that still holds now? Yeah. I okay. mean, I think that now that online dating is so prolific, mm-hmm. like it's in your toolbox whether you like it or not. But there are still, you know, Jew, you know, Jewish women knew best. They they are the best matchmakers. Um, there is something to finding a person based on you know these these traits and finding a compatible mate. So matchmaking is not dead. Mm. It's not dead. And maybe the online dating market is so saturated that maybe you do now need to go backwards a little bit and step out the house exactly there you go crystal and i want to thank you for coming on our show it's been a fantastic time getting your point of view on the many different subjects that we do speak here on dmc here uh one more time let the people know where they can find you and to purchase your book swirling well you can purchase the book on amazon or barnesandnoble.com um, if you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, I'm at Crystalyn, C-H-R-I-S-T-E-L-Y-N. Hit up the blog, beyondblackwhite.com, and also YouTube, Beyond Black and White. Yeah, you can always I'm find me. Easy. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, you can always find me, Constance Dunn, at Twitter or Instagram, at Constance Dunn. And you already know, Chaos J on Twitter, Chaos underscore Oceans 3131Y, 31 Flavors of Waviness, coming right at you on IG. Talk to us. Hit us up. If you have comments, we don't have the discussion. Does not have to stop here. So by all means, you can hit any of us up. 
Next, Next week, yeah. thoughts on thoughts. Ooh. Fellas, we gonna get into it. Thoughts on thoughts. Yes. So see you guys next week. I won't even be here, so it's all guys. Ooh. It's just guys. <laughs> Fellas. Right. Well, I will be making sure that the kids won't be listening. I'll be tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> True thoughts on thoughts. All right, you guys. Have a good one. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Black Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.